T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And we are back with the Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Got a lot on the menu today. Here's what we have. The first question, when all of the restrictions are lifted, where will you go and what will you do? Will you go on vacation? Just say, simply take a motor trip? Would you go and visit a relative? Uh, would you hop on a plane and go somewhere? Let us know about that. Secondly, name the stadium. Uh, and I've added a, a, an adjunct to that. Besides naming the stadium, do you think there should be tailgating whether they allow spectators or not? But I'm thinking if they, allow, if they don't allow spectators, it's to, because they don't think they can uh, stay socially distant. Wouldn't tailgating be more of a danger in that than simply sitting in the seat uh, that's assigned to you and watching the uh, team? What do you guys think? You're tailgaters. Hey. I saw the conversation being brought up this morning. I started thinking, well, what purpose would you have to tailgate if you can't get in to watch the game? And then I was thinking, well, all right, let's say that uh, you were able to get into the game. Okay, we have some tailgating. Do you honestly think that people getting hammered in the parking lot are going to practice social distance, are going to uh, hang out with each other without masks or with masks on? But one of the things that you could do and, and see if you agree with this, Buzzy, Tony laid out the scenario, is uh, if you're in the parking lot and there's a game going on, uh, you usually, you're used to hearing the sound of the crowd, so it's worthwhile. If there's not a crowd in there, it's, it's the only noise you're going to have is outside. But I would, I would suggest there are some people that go – to the game, just to tailgate, and don't even pay the money to get in the game. Oh, that's true. And you you can tell because around 12.50. Now, I like to get into the stadium early because I don't want to wait in line. So I know people will say I'm a sucker because I'm starting to pay for expensive beer 30 minutes before the game, whatever. Uh, but you can tell. If you look at the road, if you look at Southwestern or Abbott, uh, right after kickoff, you'll see a line of cars leaving Orchard Park, leaving the stadium. So sure. you do have a considerable amount of people who go at 6, 7 o'clock just to tailgate, just to jump through a table or two, and then pack their stuff up and head home. Well, when I uh, first came back to Buffalo, uh, BEN used to send me down to do some pregame stuff at the stadium. And obviously I was outside of the playing field. I was uh, in the parking lots and think, and uh, interviewing people and talking to people. Well, by the time the game started and I packed up my stuff, the game would be on. But you would hear cheering coming from over the walls, and, and it's almost like being there. It really is. You don't get to see the game because there were, there were no monitors for me to see. Uh, but the, the noise just comes right over that wall. 
So I can see where if you were there just hanging out a little while, uh, you would get part of the enjoyment of the game without uh, without spending the big money. Yeah, are you following the uh, the fake crowd noise they're doing at soccer games and in baseball stadiums? No. How is it working out? Well, for soccer, I think it actually sounds good. The Premier League, so it's not actually at the stadium. It's through the TV. And, and it you doesn't can... drown out. That's what's a good right. thing. It's kind of subtle in the background. It does sound like you're watching a game with a crowd. Uh, and you can watch it without the crowd feed online if you choose. Uh, but they're doing the fake crowd noise at baseball stadiums during their practice sessions. And yesterday I heard uh, they played the boo track for Christian Yelich um, on the Brewers. <laughs> and it just, I think what Tony said, it's just a little too loud. It sounds fake. So hopefully that's something they work out because I don't really care. They can take the fake crowd noise away as long as there's a game on. I think most people are like me, 2020, uh, just put the game on. We can do without the fake crowd noise. But just remember, it's and the NFL is not just about football. It's about the NFL experience. Oh, I forgot. That's right. And part of that is is absorbing the uh, crowd noise, uh, putting your arms around, wrapping your arms around it, says so if you were there. But when you leave, the difference is you still have some of your money left. <laughs> Makes a huge. You don't have to run over to household finance and get a loan <laughs> so you can get a beer. I mean, that's really nice. Uh, name the stadium, and uh, I'd like uh, you, if you're creative, one says, uh, what was that fracking one, Bernie? Go go frack yourself. <laughs> uh, that, so they're into self-fracking. <laughs> it's better if others do the fracking. See, you can, uh, that's how the Pagulas made their money, in fracking. That's and, right. Yeah, so uh, and 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 that's why they made enough money to to buy a couple of uh, major sports teams, which is nice if you can do it. Uh, also, would you take a new vaccine? Huh? How about that? A new vaccine? Uh, I would. Tony said he would, and Buzzy said he would. Now here's uh, th- this uh, this one uh, rubs. I'm telling you, to a lot of people. The the mayor of Providence, Rhode Island, says they will consider reparations. Uh, and Asheville, North Carolina, says they're going to as well. Now, uh, here's the deal. Asheville will not uh, be money. So I think that most people thinking of reparations are thinking of money. I, 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 it's, a, it's a common denominator. Uh, nobody wants a vase. And so uh, I, I think they'll find that that'll fail. Let's take a break and return on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, let's go to uh, number one, line number one. That would be Fred in uh, New Mexico. Fred, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy. Hello there, Fred. What's going on in Fredland today? Well, I've got a question. What uh, the heck is reparations for? Reparations, yeah, are for, for those who came in late are for repayment for slavery, although I don't know how you could ever repay uh, for slavery, but that's what they're for. Well, that's ridiculous. Um, That happened um, a long time ago before we were born. There's not one person on the face of the earth today that had anything to do with slavery, not one. It was around 1860 in that area that slaves were there. Right, and so why should I be responsible for paying reparations? And to whom? 
the people who were slaves are dead. Yeah, and none of the people who describe themselves as African Americans today were alive either. Uh, so that's the point. And and the some who are legitimate descendants of uh, slaves would have to make their case. And I don't know how you prove that. I mean, maybe there's some documents available somewhere in some uh, town halls, but I'm not aware of how they would prove that they are legitimate uh, representatives of, of uh, slavery. Yeah. I and The other thing I was uh, going to say was that I would definitely take the vaccine. I uh, get the flu vaccine uh, every year. So do I, yeah. And had a cold or gotten sick in any way since I've done that. Well, that's good. It's worked for you. You know, that vaccine changes every year, uh, but I still have my faith in in medicine that that will help me, and uh, so I take it every year as you do. Yeah, it's it's good stuff for me. Okay, okay. thank you, Fred. I'm marking you no for reparations. <laughs> thank you, Fred. Let's go to my friend Don on line three. Don, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy, and good morning, Tony. How are you guys doing today? Well, I'm doing fine. I think they're doing fine. Are you guys doing fine back in the studio? We're hanging in there, Don. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got everybody's here listening to you, Don. What's going on today? Uh, let's start with the questions. All right, the first question is uh, if all of the things were withdrawn, all of the restrictions, where would you go and what would you do? Okay, number one, I would I would go to concerts. I really miss music concerts that uh, I used to attend all the time. Oh, yeah. Peep, uh, imagine all of these acts having toured in, in, uh, in six months or so, and it may be another uh, half a year, maybe a full year where they're off the touring circuit. Yeah. Okay, the next one, name the stadium. Now, you're, uh, a, you're in the shadow of uh, the stadium in Philadelphia. What would you name the stadium? Uh, ac- actually, uh, that's one that I'm not uh, very versed on how to answer. Uh, how about Wilson's Way or something like that? Yeah, well, I think we call it the Ralph now. Uh, and uh, Ralph Wilson is very generous in his will. And his uh, uh, Mary, his uh, his wife, very generous in in uh, Buffalo things, and half of his uh, money is going to Buffalo, half to Detroit. So, I think it would be a nice honor to name it the Ralph. Uh, I would have no problem with that, being as that is my original first name. Is it really? Yes, it is. I didn't know. I've known you since third grade, and I didn't know that that was your original name. That was my father's uh, first name, and uh, my mother uh, never let me know that because they got divorced shortly thereafter. Oh, wow. You, you'd be a, uh, let's see, hey there, Ralphie boy. That's about right. <laughs> That's good. See, you learn something every day. Would you take a new vaccine? Uh most likely I would, uh, especially because of my situation, uh, including my age. Yes, I would take take the uh, vaccine. But I've heard surveys where 20% of the people flat out would not take it under any circumstances. 
and 10% more of the people would be hesitant to take it. And keep in mind, there's a percentage, which I don't know in front of me, uh, that wouldn't take any vaccine. So a new one would be probably even more problematic for them. So, okay, here's the big question, Don. We've got uh, Providence, Rhode Island, which isn't very far from where we grew up. And uh, you also have Asheville, North Carolina. And one is considering uh, reparations, and another is actually thinking about what they would be. Uh, to, to, to put it uh, bluntly, reparations are a piece of defecation, period. Oh, wow. That's, um, that's pretty strong anti-reparations uh, uh, sentiment there. And when you're talking about Providence, that's the home of where we used to go once in a while called Lincoln Downs. Oh, yeah, it was nice down there. Not that that meant anything. but They have their own language, too. Remember up on the refreshment thing, they had a thing called cabinets. Yeah. And I think of cabinets, I think of things you put dishes in and stuff like that. But it's not. A cabinet in uh, in that part of the country is a milkshake. Look, and yes. we didn't know that, did we? Uh, I certainly, it got me because I love milkshakes and I couldn't get over it. I thought, like you did, that it was something you put stuff into. <laughs> right after. See, every, every part of the country has a, a part of a language that's different than everybody else. And that that's the one thing I remember is... Uh, I would never order a cabinet to go with my cheeseburger. No, that's for sure. Uh, There's an intercom personality here in Philadelphia who's a big sports guy. I don't think you've ever heard of him, but he's a very big guy. And and he he came from Rhode Island and Providence in particular. And his exact words was, there is no more corrupt place in the United States of America than Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, his name is Angelo Cataldi, who might mean something to somebody. But years and years ago, after he first came to Philadelphia, he started something called the Wing Bowl, where they people or contestants would eat buffalo wings. And the- oh, well, like, uh, like our Wing Fest, which uh, we're not having this year except virtually. Right now, he started this many years ago, and it, it started with nothing. He ended up filling the uh, the arena that the Philadelphia Flyers play in, which means it was about 22,000 people would attend this wing bowl, and it was quite a production. They had uh, a woman going around with uh, skimpy outfits, uh, like you might see around <laughs> of a boxing match. And uh, anyway, he was... Uh, He's many times I've heard him say is the most corrupt uh, city in America. And uh, the mayor there that you're talking about, his name is Alorzo. Yeah, I don't have his name uh, from the story. I had his story. Uh, I didn't know Providence was like that. I mean, I wonder if Ernie D knew that when he was playing basketball down there. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I mispronounced his name. His, his name is Alorza. E L O R Z A. Aloiza. Aloiza. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I've never heard that name pronounced, so I, I, I'll guess it's as right as you believe it is. But I mean, let, let's be honest about it. Fred took my thunder about that. Uh, there isn't a soul alive today 
that was ever in slavery. And so those people, yeah, I would have no problem paying them reparations, but anything that came after those people, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I, and one of, one of these two cities wants repar- oh, they're, they're thinking of reparations, but they don't want to do money. That's, that's what people are interested in. They're interested in money. If you had a, a chance to get reparations because your ancestors were slaves, uh, I don't think you'd want a gift card. Uh, you know, I think you'd want cash. Oh, yeah. Good old greenbacks. Good old spendable cash with a picture of, of a president on it. Maybe not your favorite. Okay, thanks, Don. Uh, have a good day. Uh, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, uh, Buzzy Beamer, give me a couple of uh, Facebooks, please. All right, Sandy, and we're going to start with the vaccines this time around. Also very popular on Facebook. And Marilyn says, absolutely not. It's being rushed through without proper protocols in place. Also, the virus is said to be mutating as viruses tend to do. So just like the flu or pneumonia shots, which I also refuse, any batch made now is a big guessing game, and I don't want to be subject A. All right. Well, I think a lot of people feel like that. Uh, I give, uh, I'll give the benefit of the doubt to medicine. But the one thing I did mention is I don't want to see the uh, clinical trials rushed. Yeah, there's a big, uh, there's a big rush to, to get rid of COVID-19, uh, but the bottom line is uh, if it can do more harm than good, we don't want to just push it through. So, so far, I think it's 35, 45 people, you know, just a handful of people have been tested. But the people that were tested provided the antibodies needed to fight the virus. So, and it was 100% of them. So that's good. They're off to a good start. But as we've heard from all of the doctors, that's not the final, uh, the, the final uh, verdict is not in yet. We'll take a break and return on News Radio 930 WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We are back with Beach and Company. That's a good commercial, whereas you should always have a second key for your vehicle. I know that when I'm uh, in a car, say, with uh, Bernie, she uses her key to start the car. I always bring my key to the same car, just in case. You never know. Have you guys ever locked yourself out of a car? 
Uh, no, but I remember losing my keys one winter. Uh, discovered them in the springtime in my garage. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, keys are expensive now. It's not like the old days. You go down to the hardware store, and they make a duplicate for you. Now they're all electronic keys, and they cost big money, big money. How about you, Buzzy? If anybody's ever lost their keys, it's probably you. Oh, he's on the phone. See? <laughs> now he's free. See, when you can't see them, you don't know when they're there or not. Buzzy, have you ever lost uh, one of these electronic keys to your car? I have misplaced my keys before, not an electronic one, uh, but I'm sure everyone remembers the story of me leaving the keys to the car that I did not drive to Erie, Pennsylvania, in a nightstand at a hotel in Erie, Pennsylvania, and my car (laughs) was left parked behind everyone else's car at my parents' house, and my mom was late to work. (laughs) Oh, that's... That's a good key story. That's probably the best key story we have. One of Chris Johnson's favorite stories. He loves telling that story. I love that story, too, because it's so you. It yeah. is so you. Let's go to from you to two. On line two is Daryl from Medina. Daryl, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy. The ro- good morning, Daryl. WBEN, the home of the, Rome, the Radio Romeos. That's it. Yeah, okay. Well, anyways, let's see. What are we going to start with? Bill uh, Stadium, I, was, I can't think of another big business that would want their name on the stadium. Kim and Terry, and Buzzy tells me that uh, Terry and Kim's logo was P-S-E, which I can't, I'm trying to, trying to think of something to the Gula Sports and Entertainment is that it? Yeah. And well, it, yeah. I I, I think it, I I don't know if you'd put Pagula's name on there. No, not yet. Uh, and you can't use Veteran Stadium because that was the old uh, stadium in Philly. Yeah, and it's a pretty common name too. Right. You want something a little different. So the announcers can say where they are, so the TV audience is up to date. We could do Bellavia. If you want to do Bellavia, I'm sure I'll be happy to be done. Well, I, <laughs> I, you know, uh, okay, let's see. You're not the only one that wants to do Bellavia. Well, he's a handsome guy. What can I tell you? Well, I, I kind of, I'm kind of trying to figure out how I can get his name on that cemetery up by the house. Oh, okay. That's another story. I don't think that's on our list today. Uh, would you take a new vaccine? Because they're in a rush now to get a vaccine. If suddenly they said, voila, we j- we have one, would you take it? I'd have to pass that one along to my wife because the, la- the last couple, she has not been happy with the flu vaccines. Because oh, okay. That's, and uh, it's... What the what I had heard the little bit I had heard they're saying it's like a master steroid that that really uh, revs up your immune system. Wow! And that ain't really saying a lot. Sounds a little scary to me. How about reparations? We got two cities I, in our country. Why are the northern Why are the northern states even involved in it? That's true. Uh, as as best I know, let's see the two. Well, Asheville, South Carolina. You have that, and then you have Providence, Rhode Island. I, I don't know if there were any slaves in Providence or not, but 
I don't know why they're in the mix, but why, they're they're considering reparations. I don't like the idea of reparations at all. Uh, how about you? I don't think so. My my great grandfather fought in the Civil War for five. I think he was in there. I I can't tell you exactly. I want to say well, four or five years. He was away from the farm. For the North. Yep. Well, then they should give you reparations. You fought your your grand uh, grandfather or great grandfather fought to free the slaves. Exactly. Well, now that see, and there's one misconception we have. The original cause of the Civil War was not slavery. I understand that. That's, it's to keep them together, that. keep those states together. And then you got your, uh, because I think that the Emancipation Proclamation, I think, was done to break the back of the southern states. I think most people think of the Civil War as the uh, fi- uh, to, fi- to free the slaves. That is not true. No. Uh, Lincoln's first goal was to keep the Union together. Uh, the second goal was to free the slaves, but the first one was to keep the Union together. You know, you said something about Buffalo Bill. Right, one other one while you're yeah. going. Buffalo Bill. I think most of Bill's hunting was done for the railroads. Now, I can look, I, that one I can look up, but I just, I'm too lazy to go in and dig the book out. Uh because I think he did mostly meat hunting for the railroads, for the transcontinental and all that, when they were building the railroads. Oh, sure. To feed the crew. So, you know, buffalo were happy in abundance. And but they nearly, uh, they nearly wiped out buffalo. So I'm thinking that now that they're analyzing with a super uh, big lens all of our history, some clown is going to be out there saying, uh, that uh, they ruined the buffalo, the buffalo herd, and so he should not be honored. And they'll put a rope around a statue of him and and uh, dunk dunk it into a pond. The the stuff that they're doing is is wrong. It's part of history. It's you disgusting. Know, what it is. You've been to the Gettysburg, right? Yes. You know, and you look at all the stuff, and that ground down there will talk to you. Any of the historic places in our country talk to you. Uh, you you go there and you're in awe of what a great country we are. Are we perfect? No, but we're certainly better than everybody else. Anybody that thinks not, uh, you know how to get out of here. There's not going to build a wall to keep you in, I can tell you that. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you very much. Let's take a break on News Radio 930 WBEN. Line 3, Diane in Buffalo. Diane, you're on WBEN. Good morning. I wanted to talk about reparation. Now, I understood that when the slaves were freed, they were given 40 acres and a mule. Is that true? Uh, that's what, that's, yeah, I think that's true. I remember that from my history lessons. So you think that is the reparation? Well, that's what I understood, that that's what they were given as, Well, yeah, I mean, uh, and I guess it's uh, better than uh, nothing. It's better than, hey, goodbye. Uh, But uh, 40 acres and a mule is what we get at Entercom when we leave. They give us 40 acres and a mule. (laughs) Actually, I'd love to have 40 acres and a mule. That'd be great. Uh, Yeah, so you you think that that is enough and we don't have to talk about reparations now? Well, it probably was enough back then, you know. Okay. All right. We'll we'll mark you down as no need because it's already been satisfied. Thank you, Diane. Thank you very much. Okay, Buzzy and Tony, would you guys accept 40 acres and a mule for your freedom? Oh, I would love to have 40 acres. Are you kidding me? Yeah, 40 acres is nice. 
Build a nice when, cabin. Yeah. When I uh, was in Lockport, I had uh, 25 acres, and that was nice because I, I would ride my horse on my own land if I didn't feel like uh, you know going a, a distance away. It was nice. Built a big corral there in front of the barn, had plenty of room, uh, took, uh, took care of the property, and when I sold it, I sold it to people who were very happy to get it. So. Oh. That I'd get some out. ATVs and dirt bikes, things yeah. like that. Yeah, That'd be that's fun. true. Uh, yeah, Hebler sells all those, and it's not very far away either. <laughs> I was on Bo Miller Road. All right, uh, Buzzy, would you accept 40 acres and a mule? Oh, uh, tomorrow, yes, yeah. I'm trying to think how many miles is in 40 acres. I don't know. You know, I, I often wonder uh, how many rods there are in an acre. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know 52? how many... I know how many square rods there are, uh, but I don't know how many rods. I, and I don't know the conversion, how many square rods it takes to convert into, like, an acre. Because nobody, nobody shows land. No real estate person shows land. And says, yes, and it's uh, 16 square rods. How about that? Because then you just look at him or her and go, huh? Huh? See, there are some things we learn, as I've said before, in school, of no use to us as adults. We never are asked questions about it, and we don't remember it. Uh, like who discovered the Pacific Ocean? I, I stumped both of my guys last time. Neither one of them knew. Probably still don't. Do you know who discovered the Pacific? Oh, I remember seeing this one. Because I, <laughs> I always throw out Ponce de Leon. He's like my go-to. Oh, he was uh, looking for the fountain of youth. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, obviously this guy was a nut job looking for the fountain of youth. I found it. You did, Buzzy. You're the youngest, what are you, 32-year-old person we've oh, ever seen. Come on, do not do not age me like that. I'm 31. Oh, I'm sorry. I was off by a, a year. You're 31. Uh, no, so Ponte, uh, he was looking for the Fountain of Youth. How many, uh, who's looking for um, the Pacific Ocean? Well, we'll uh, let you think about it while people right now are Googling it, right? What, people are Googling. what is uh -huh. a square mile? It's a it's a mile times uh, it's a mile on one side and a uh, what a mile on the other side. Oh, okay. Or, or would that be two square miles? I, I never bought a square mile, so I don't know. Usually, <laughs> you just buy a mile. Okay, it, uh, you, do you know yet who discovered the Pacific Ocean? It's not on their Wikipedia page. Balboa. Oh. Rocky. Yes, that's right. Balboa. Not Yo, Rocky Adrian. Balboa. Hey. <laughs> Hey, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, line four. Mark in Williamsville. Mark, you're on WBEN. Well, thank you very much, Sandy. Yes, sir. It's appreciative to listen to someone who has common sense. <laughs> Any, thank you very much. Uh, COVID-19. And this is a totally different vaccine than any other vaccine this vaccine has never been made before. It is a messenger RNA vaccine. And when what it does is it's transcribing part of your DNA. So there is no World Health Organization vaccine company or anybody that has ever made a vaccine this way. Previous vaccines were made with antigens where they created a virus, either a dead or a live one, and then it injected you 
to create antibodies. So the long-term effect of messing with your RNA, I, I just can't, I can't do it. Well, they said on the one that they got all jived up about right now, they said in the, I think it was 45 people in the test group, it provided uh, antibodies to all 45. So that's why they're excited about it. But they said now we got to get on to much bigger testing, three and 4,000 people, because the, the 45 is simply not enough. Well, I, I agree, but I, I would really implore people to look up what messenger, messenger RNA does. And make- yeah, the, the, more, uh, the more informed we are, the, the more likely we are to say yes or no, but at least with some intelligence. Correct. So that's my point of view. I just thought I would share it this morning. Well, you're the smartest guy in our audience today because uh, you provided us with that good information. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, I got time. CJ in Buffalo, line five. CJ, you're on WBEN. Uh, good morning. Um, yeah, I'm uh, talking about reparations. Okay. Okay, and I'm, I'm glad that one of your previous callers brought up the uh, 40 acres and a mule. And a mule, yep. Yeah. Um, well, the 40 acres and a mule, that was kind of a Band-Aid because there was nothing written in there for black where black farmers um, could leave their land to their descendants. So, and this even comes up to now because, all right, so these farmers, they worked their land for generations, they paid their taxes, but then when they passed away, their children have... Didn't get the land. They didn't get the land. Well, that doesn't seem right, does it? No, it doesn't. And I think... um, I think we should really clean that up, and then we can um, talk about repara- reparations. Because I want, where do we go for the information? I know the the Civil War is you know heavily documented, but where do we go to see which people received what? Uh, there must be uh, they kept records. There must be some records somewhere, and maybe in history museums or whatever. But it'd be important to know that, for instance, not everybody who describes themselves as African-American, have relatives that came uh, came here uh, as slaves. So I'd like to know who would be owed the reparations. Well, I'm not even talking about reparations. I'm talking about black farmers down south, you know, okay. that farm the land. And then, you know, their, their kids don't. I mean, I own a house. I own some land. And when I pass away, my kids don't have to pay thousands of dollars to get my property it's all in my will but apparently and you can google it thank goodness for google but um you can google it these uh generations of black farmers in the south their kids or their ancestors or descendants they have no right to the property you, in today's society you're saying that correct wow wow i'll have to check that out because i i i've read somewhat on the history of this country but I don't remember seeing that. I'll have to check that out. And uh, good, you've given me something to look up. Thank you very much. All right, uh, we'll be back with more Beach and Company on News Radio 930. This is WBEN.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.